I don't know it not to be true. All right. Today, we take a look back over. We take you back. Okay, I got to stop reading this. All right, today, <laughs> we take you back over a decade to 2010. I got married in 2010, but before that, probably right around this movie came out, I was living my last few moments of bachelor life, unmarried, childless, and eating as much McDonald's as a human being can without dying. And I, like so many of you, could not stop thinking of the final scene of that classic movie of 2010, Inception. And today we debate the question that has haunted people and animals for over 10 years. Did the top stop spinning in the final scene of Inception? I'm Robbie, and today I won't really argue it because it's a definitive fact that the top did stop spinning in the final scene. And I'm Crystal, apparently living Robbie's 2010 life minus the McDonald's. And today I will argue that the top did not stop spinning in that final scene. All right. So I just will preface this. I mean, this is so for our listeners, which is a lot. Um, I will preface this by saying that I feel like today's debate or pod is going to feel differently because I don't really have like a list of points. It's more going to be more conversational than it usually is, I think. Um, They're usually pretty conversational. Yeah, but this one, I'm not going to like, I don't have like, this is my first point or whatever. I just think like, First of all, Inception, first of all, I'll tell everybody, I listen, I watched it last night. Um, it was an amazing movie. Like, Inception is a, such a good movie. I forgot how good it was. I was worried because if I watch a movie that I've seen, like, a ton of times before, like a Friday night, like, 9 o'clock when I started it, I usually fall asleep okay. during it. But this movie, I was glued the entire time. I love this movie. It's such a good movie. I watched it, like, kind of piecemeal throughout the week while I was, like... I don't know, doing random stuff for work. So I was like kind of tuned into it, kind of not. It was more of like a refresher for me, but I I didn't really have, because it's like a three hour movie. Two and a half, it's two and a half hours. I have a lot to sit and commit to, to watching it though. I had forgotten like what the plot was. I had forgotten like- There are a lot of things I forgot about. There's a lot of Batman villains in it. Scarecrow and Bane are both in it. Oh yeah, Scarecrow. And Robin. So it's like a Batman. And uh, Michael Caine. You know why that yeah. is? It's because it's Christopher Nolan. Right. Right. Those are his guys. Yeah, um, his, those are his people. And it has Elliot Page before. before You're not allowed Elliot. the dead name. You're not allowed the dead name. That's why I said Elliot. Yeah. I didn't say the other one. That's all I'm saying. Um, so it was an interesting movie. It was interesting. It's interesting. The Elliot Page. That's not well, that is interesting, but it's an interesting movie. It's a great movie. I love this movie. Um, I do really like this movie. Should we give like some back? Are you gonna before you get into your point? Are you gonna give some background into the whole top thing and explain the all right? Yeah, so let's yeah, cool. Let's kind of explain it for you for the listeners that maybe have not seen the movie. I don't know why you haven't seen it, it's been out since 2010. Yeah, it's like 12 years old now, and it's Christopher Nolan who does great stuff. So basically, the premise is pretty simple. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, everybody's favorite uh, hottie from the early 90s, he, um, has figured out a way to hack dreams. So he's able to dream, but he's able to hack somebody's dream. And basically the idea is he can steal secrets out of somebody's subconscious while they're dreaming. That's the entire premise of the movie. 
extraction, now, but they can extraction. also plant things in your right. So now the actual so the, the, the setup of the movie is he can extract things. The plot of the movie is that he can put plant ideas in someone's mind, which is called inception. So you go into somebody's dream state, you hack their dreams, and you implant an idea in their mind. But in order for that to work, the dreamer has to believe the idea came from them, not from the hacker. So the best way to put it, actually, like in some of the the stuff I was reading, is that Inception basically has like the outline of your basic heist movie. So right. in the beginning, you have the getting the crew together. Yep. You have the explanation of the goal yep. or what you're heisting or implanting, and then you have the actual work through it, the actual heist. Right. And so in this, in this scenario, in this movie, they're basically going into somebody's mind to implant an idea. It's Leo and his crew um, that are going in to implant an idea in this guy's brain. And they have to go three layers deep. So you go, you put him to sleep in the real life. Then you put him to sleep in the dream. Then you put him to sleep in the dream again. Um, okay, but that aside, part of the movie is Leonardo DiCaprio fighting his demons where him and his wife, did these things for fun though they would just basically dream together and they went so deep one time that they went into the subconscious so if you go that far deep it's really hard to get out and they never wanted to leave and basically the premise also is that dreams like if you've ever seen the other christopher nolan movie interstellar where a matthew mcconaughey is on a planet where if you go on the planet you lose 20 years right so you're on your planet time moves differently same idea in this dream subconscious state is time moves differently. So they're in the subconscious for only like um, five hours, but they're, yeah, they're only sleeping for like five hours, but they're in the subconscious state for 50 years. So him and his wife lived this entire life in the subconscious. And basically they wake up and she believes that she is still dreaming in real life and not in the dream anymore. So the only way to wake her up is to kill herself. She kill herself. So this is haunting him the entire movie. Now, within that, one of the things that you can do to tell you um, if you're sleeping or not, one of the things you can do if, to tell if you're sleeping or not is you bring an object like a top or Elliot Page brings a, um, uh, a, um, a chess piece or somebody else has uh robin gordon levitt i think that's his name right joseph robin, yeah joseph gordon yeah. <laughs> you know I'm robin. Gordon. this is robin he's always robin he brings a weighted dice so the idea is if you spin the top or if you have the chess piece and you knock it over if it stops spinning or if you can knock it over you're awake you're back in your real world you're not dreaming anymore so that because these dreams are so hyper realistic and you can get lost in them everybody has that anchor piece so yeah, all that, right. So all that to say this. Part of it is Leonardo DiCaprio, because his wife committed suicide, but in the real so when she committed suicide in the real world, before she committed suicide, she set it up to make it look like he murdered her because she wanted him to go through with it and they both commit suicide together to both wake up. So she dies and he stays alive, he's gonna go down for her murder, which he does. And he has to flee the country. So the only way to get back is to do this one job where he's implanting this idea in someone's brain. Now, all that to say, 
at the end of the movie, he does it. He completes the mission. He does it. It's done. And because he completed the mission, he gets a free pass back to America, back to his kids. Now, at the end of the movie, he's back in his living room, back with his kids, and he spins the top because he's not sure if he's awake or if he's dreaming because he finally made it home. He's finally with his kids. And you don't see the top, whether it continues to spin. It actually starts to wobble, and then the screen goes black. So you don't know if it's going to wobble and continue to spin or if it's going to wobble and fall over. Um, so that's where it is. That That's where we're at. Now, part of the reason that you that you would believe that he might still be dreaming is because as part of the movie plays out, he can still access his wife in his dreams and in his memories. So if he just goes back into a subconscious state and basically puts himself to sleep for hours at a time, he can still be with his wife and his kids. So you don't know. Or that's how it's set up to make you think you might not be knowing what you're seeing. But that's where the debate comes in. So I'll just say it's the debate is pretty simple. The debate is pretty simple. Um, the top stops spinning because in the movie, it clearly leads to a sequence of events that we can discuss that this, the top stops. The events which we can get into, I'll get into now, lead to you believing the top does stop. Point number one. So I'll start with this point. We will kind of have a traditional thing. I'll start with this point. Point one is this. The movie, he completes the job. He completes the job. They go in on the flight because that's part of the movies. They have a flight with this guy. They're trying to implant the memory in. They go on the flight. They wake up arriving in Los Angeles. He has implanted the memory. That's it. So, he did the yeah, job. but just because he completed the job, it doesn't mean that he didn't then put himself back in a dream state. He went back through security. He goes to the house. He sees the kids. It's really simple. The fact that you would argue that the top didn't stop is insane because there's no proof it didn't stop. That's just proof one is that he actually completed the job in the movie. You see him wake up having completed. Oh, so you're trying to link it to their transportation thing because they say that if you can recall your transportation, it's reality. Right. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But that's perfect. Bingo. Let's do that. That's even better. I'm saying. Wait, what point were you trying to make? I'm just not making points for you. Because the movie doesn't ever give you any mystery. It seemingly doesn't leave out any mystery whether or not he completed the job that he was hired to do. Him but and I don't think that him. matters. But it Why does it matter. Because if he completes the job, he gets to go see his kids again. And the last scene where he's with his wife inside his subconscious, right? He tells her, you are not real. You're not real. And I need to go back home to reality. And that's when he finds the one guy that had also gotten lost in the subconscious, brings him back. They're back on the flight. Everybody's alive. And the job is completed. The guy makes a phone call to make sure he can get through security at Los Angeles and not be arrested for murder and go home and see his kids. But that, but he also is the master of dream within a dream or whatever. So he could have dreamt that and he could have, you know what I mean? He could have dreamt completing the heist. He could have dreamt telling his wife that, but then that was one dream, but then that's not within another dream. So then his other dream is him. Yeah, where's the proof for that though? Where's the proof for that though? 
I, so here's one of the interesting things that I've read about, like over the last week in researching this, because I really didn't have a strong feeling one way or the other for this, like ever, even when I first saw it, like it was an interesting thought to me, but it wasn't something that I cared about one way or the other, because I could see both sides of it. So the the whole idea of like the totem and everything you have to take it back to do you trust Cobb that the question really isn't did the top stop spinning but rather do you trust him Leonardo DiCaprio do you trust him to show you what is real because he's a master thief and he's a master con artist so then you would have to believe everything in that movie is a dream because the top does stop on multiple occasions and Elliot, Elliot, or that person, Paige, um, the totem hits the ground. Like, well, he makes it, he makes a totem, totem hits the ground. When was, what, what time are you referring to this? So, not within the final dream scene no no for the point of the movie right i'm just gonna say ellen because it makes more sense when you're talking about just the movie so for the point her character in the movie okay when she's she comes architect she was the architect she was the architect just say the architect the architect when the architect comes back okay the architect has the chess piece totem yeah when the architect is making it, the architect tests it and knocks it over and it knocks over. And you know that person is in the, live. You know that unless you believe the entire thing was a dream, my point is you see more than one totem get used. Gordon, Joseph Gordon, whatever his name is. Robin. Robin. He um, he uh, he uses weighted dice and he doesn't let the architect touch the weighted dice because it'll mess everything up because he's the only one that can know the weight or know how it works crystal oh i thought you needed a no, no that's it that's what I'm, that's that was, oh, that yeah. was your point you were reading your yeah. point i thought it looked like you were deep in thought reading more no. points so i thought no. you had more no. to go on that so i think that the the reason why i think that the top doesn't stop spinning is because it seems kind of out there that that all of this stuff has just dropped because he completes some mission. So I just don't believe that. I think that he's in a dream and I think that he he does start to let go of his wife, but I think that he still can't let go of the dream. He but still he's in a dream, he's in a dream the entire time? Yeah, I think he has been. So he dreams of everything. Yeah, I think that he wants to live in a dream state. I think that he wanted to stay in the dream state. And I think that was where he was happiest. And I think that he puts it all on his wife and says this was where she was the happiest. But really, it was him. There's a couple of things, too, that I think that maybe his wedding ring could have actually been his totem and the top was the wife's totem. No, the top was the wife's totem. At the, that's the whole point. It was. And then he takes it for himself when he... He makes that his totem after she commits suicide. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that in the end, then it's possible that that isn't really his totem. So the fact that it even, you could even say that it doesn't even matter if it stops, it doesn't stop because it wasn't his. That's irrelevant. 
Maybe that should be my point. That it doesn't matter if the top does or doesn't stop spinning. It does matter because the top stops. If the chess piece stays upright, if the dice, whatever the weighted dice does, I guess if it doesn't land on a certain thing, you know you're Yeah, what do weighted dice? Weighted dice is just you're cheating then. It would always roll to a certain size. Right. It would always roll to a certain number. Dice. Yeah, it all it always rolled to a certain number. So unless we yeah, should get unless... some weighted dice. We should get some weighted dice the next time we see our friend from Texas because he loves gambling. We should get some weighted dice. All right. Now, how would you say this name? A-R-I-A-D-N-E. That was the name of yep. the architect, isn't right. it? How what would you they... say that name? How would you say what did they name? what did they call that character? Adrian? Is that what they was that the name of the character? Is that yeah, that's the name of the character. Is that how you'd say that? Maybe I don't remember. Neither do I. I'm going to say Adrian. I'm just saying, Cobb's piece stops. Adrian, the architect, that piece is knocked over. Arthur, clearly, the totem isn't unreal. Like It's a real thing in the movie. It's not just a thing that Cobb makes up and tells people. Because Arthur, who was played by Robin, he also um, has a totem that works and that he uses. I even think Ames who's played by Tom Hardy, he even um, he even has a totem, I believe, but I don't remember what it is. You think Tom Hardy's a smokestack? He's all right. I don't think he's that good looking. Oh, he's not your type? No, he's not my type. So I'm just saying, I don't think there's any evidence for what you're saying. I don't think there's any evidence for, you'd have to believe the whole thing was a dream. But So what would be the point of that then? Like he's just dreaming up being away from his kids and... Well, maybe the whole point of him dreaming up the whole thing is so that he can dream in his dreams. He is the hero that maybe he doesn't even really have kids. <laughs> this is really far fetched. <laughs> uh, that's pretty far fetched. I mean, the most logical the way the, the movie actually tries. So the movie starts with him and Soto or the Japanese, the wealthy Japanese business guy starts with him at the table in that guy's subconscious as he's an old man eating soup with a gun, right? That's how the movie starts. And that's how the movie then comes back and ends is that Cobb's been looking for him to bring him back so that before they land in Los Angeles, everybody's awake and the mission is done and he can call and be like, hey, drop the charges. This guy's cool. And so he can be back with his kids again. So it references the beginning at the end of the movie and ties everything together. Like everything is tied neatly together. That's all I'm saying. So the top, is it um, in my opinion that Christopher Nolan does that with the top may or may not stop? What? what? Uh, you, you froze for a second, but oh. I think you're good now. The only reason that he makes the top may or may not stop is simply because to create drama. Like it's not meant to, it's not, you're not meant to question. You're only meant to question for a split second, does it for some reason stay up? So that you watch the movie again and try to look for clues. Because the way the movie is going, the way the entire movie is going from beginning to end, logically, that top is stopping. That top is going to fall. It's, it's about to fall. And the only time he ever sees his kids' faces, he lets, him, he lets himself see his kids' faces, is when he's not dreaming. Because anytime he's in a dream state, he never lets himself see his kid's face, including that last scene with his wife. 
where she's like, oh, look at their faces. Stay with me forever in this weird land. And he's like, no, I'm not. Look, Stop doing this to me. I'm not looking at their faces. And he doesn't look. Yeah, I thought you were going to make some other. What other what other points do you have? I was anticipating some other some other punches from you. No, but what other points do you think there were to be made on the side of the top stopping? I'm not going to tell you because I mean, you, have you probably no... didn't anticipate them. What research did you do? You just watched the movie. Yeah, I wanted to do this basically just with the evidence from the movie. I don't because anybody else's opinion is just an opinion. It's not like I got a direct source with Christopher Nolan. No, there was an interview with Michael Caine where he said that Christopher Nolan disclosed to him something that um, led him to believe that the final thing was reality. Okay, there you go. Well, my only thing to that is that, so, okay, so what Christopher Nolan told Michael Caine is that any scene that you are in is not a dream for Cobb. So along those lines. Oh, wait, 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 say that again. Any scene that you're not in. What Christopher Nolan said to Michael Caine, if you are in the scene, it is not a dream. But, well, yeah, so Michael Caine is in that final. That doesn't make any sense. You mean, oh, you mean Michael Caine's character. Yeah, I think Michael- like other people are in all kinds of scenes with him. Okay, Michael Caine's character. Caine. I got yeah, you. Yeah, Michael Caine. I got that to Michael Caine. Yeah. So, Michael Caine, the only thing that I could say to that, what I was going to refute to that, is that there are a lot of times, lot of times where directors will say something to an actor to oh, yeah. get something out of them. So that may have been just a choice that Christopher Nolan made to tell Michael Caine this to get a, sort, a certain response from him in those scenes. So I wouldn't, I don't give that weight either because Michael Christopher Nolan was also apparently angry that Michael Caine disclosed that conversation. So the only way, so basically what you're saying is you don't believe the evidence from the movie. You don't believe the director. You don't believe the actors in the movie. The only thing you, the only evidence you have to show that the top did in fact continue to spin is you believe the whole movie was a dream and his kids aren't real. I don't necessarily believe that his kids aren't real, but I think that the top doesn't stop spinning and that it is a dream. I think that he is in a dream. I think there is other evidence from the movie. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear the other evidence. I don't have it. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm not as prepared as I normally am because you know what the problem is. I'm going to just full on admit it. All the research that I did was very much against me and I got in my head with it. And... and I I very unfortunately though I do kind of like the idea of it all being a dream I think that I might be wrong you're definitely wrong yeah you're definitely wrong um yeah so that's why I'd like to flip this argument and just say that it doesn't matter whether it's still spinning or not that the the meat of it is that you're not meant to one trust Cobb, and two you're supposed to question like his his character arc. Like, is he actually over his wife, or was that like, or moving past her death, or is that just him making you think that he's moving past it when he's really not? Like, he can never actually be happy. 
I guess. I mean, I don't know. I think that the Michael Caine interview really did get inside my head, even though I was like, well, you can't believe just like an actor, but it really did <laughs> stick with me. So. Yeah, clearly it did. Yeah, it really did. Like as I was researching, I was finding some other stuff and like for the possibility of the top still spinning and like the the mute I think the music was something that that was like evidence for it staying spinning that the way that the music sounds in the dream when the top is spinning oh it it was the same in the end but it cuts so it's the same thing as the top wobbling but the the music contributed to it but I I couldn't fully read that article because then I was just still thinking like eh I don't know Michael Caine's interview really got inside of my head and I think I might be wrong. And I was surprised that you didn't read no, it. I, that was one of the first things that comes up when you Google like the the top is this Michael Caine interview. There's like 4,000 hits and it's all like this Michael Caine interview. So what I what I was going to do, so I watched the movie last night and I'm like, I was going to today, I was going to research or watch videos. I'm like, you know what? I believe I have so much evidence from the actual movie. I feel so confident. I don't need anything else. I'm going to just talk about the movie because the movie while it jumps around like the interesting thing about the movie is you watch it is you don't ever really know until you see a totem or because the in the very first scene in the very first scene of the movie he's in in a subcon in somebody's subconscious which you don't know um and then it's immediately goes to he's in a dream within a dream immediately sets up the possibility that everything is a dream within a dream um because that's one of the first things you see but as you watch the movie, it's pretty clear that you know when people are sleeping and when they're awake. No, I think that you can still they're have like, questions about it as the movie progresses. I, I could see how you could, you're still always questioning, even when something seems very real in that movie, it kind of keeps you on the edge of this could just be a dream until you see a totem come out. Right. And even then, like, it, even... Yeah, but toward the end of the movie, when you actually go into the character Robert Fisher, until you go in it, when you go into his mind and you do that, the three levels and the three dream levels, you know at that point, it's pretty straightforward from there. What's a dream? What's not a dream? Like up until then, because there's that scene where they meet the architect for the first time and they're sitting at a, sitting outside of a, um, uh, like a like a little shop or a little restaurant, and you find out that they're dreaming in that scene, that it's not a real scene. Um, also, you're right. There is the point about where if you know where you came from, it's it's not a dream. Because it gets off the air. I know. I made that point for you too. There were yeah. so many points that I lead to it being the happy the happy about ending. That point. I thought I had. Yeah, I would say that Christopher Nolan just in in his movies in general. All pretty happy endings. Like Interstellar was happy. I didn't see Interstellar. What? I haven't seen that. Okay. Is it on HBO or anything? Maybe we can watch that tonight. I don't know. You need to watch it tonight. It's a little slow. Okay, so the movie is a little slow, um, but it's really, really good. Interstellar is really good. Like Interstellar's a happy ending. You know, Inception's a happy ending. What's that movie he... Do you remember what the name of that time travel movie Christopher Nolan did? um the time traveler's wife no he didn't write the time traveler's wife um the machinist was that christopher nolan the machinist no no uh, it is um hold on 
Um, Tenant. Is it new? It's recent. What? Tenant. Yeah, it's recent. Tenant, 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 Tenant. That has a happy ending. Although I, I, that has a happy ending. Although I didn't understand any of that movie at all. Like I was I've never seen that either. You, um, if you want to be, if you want to spend, you know, we could probably wrap this up because I, <laughs> in a rare moment, I argued both for and against myself. I made points. I wish that I would have said the opposite thing because I think when we were deciding this wasn't I like I don't care what do you think and you were like I think that yeah it yeah. did stop and I was like all right I guess I could argue the other way and then I researched all this stuff because after I watched the movie I was like I don't really know like to me it is still kind of like ambiguous it could go either way so I was like let me research a little and then I start researching and I'm like oh man and he's gonna win. This is the rare, you know what? I will say this is the one time that I will concede. I conceded to Renee in our fast food episode that Chick-fil-A was better. I will concede in this episode that I am wrong, that the top did in fact stop. Though I can still see, I think that the optimistic person wants the top to stop spinning. But I think that like a lot of people do get kind of stuck in dreams versus reality. Christopher Nolan also, I did so much research for this that just blew my own argument out of the water. Christopher Nolan also gave a commencement speech at some graduation in which he referenced Inception and he said that like the final idea is that you want to live in your reality. You want to strive for your reality. You don't want to get stuck in a dream. So I think that if that is his yeah. like final point, like why would he have the movie end where this guy is stuck in a dream? So I have just basically, I could have done a solo episode today yep. Yep, you could have. <laughs> in which I debated yeah. myself and convinced myself. So I will not concede to you. I concede to myself because I made all your points. I made all the points for the transportation. I made all your points with the Michael Caine and the Christopher Nolan commencement speech. I argued for myself and I proved myself wrong. And the mark of a great debater, I think, is that you can get the other person to prove themselves wrong and convince themselves. (laughs) Maybe that is the mark of a great debater, though I've never heard that before. I've heard it. I I heard it one time and it was right. It it was right now. And I think when that man said it, when that man, Robert Lawson said it, he was right. Do you think that this will happen in the upcoming like Senator debates and like the next presidential debate where somebody will just be like, you know what? I'm way out of line. You're right. I think they're going to hear this podcast in the next and they're going to say, you know what? The, the presidential candidates next time are going to say, you know what? If we feel like we're beating a debate, we're just going to admit it. We're going to pull a crystal and just admit yeah. that we're wrong and admit that we lost. I don't think anybody would know how to handle that from either side. If like a, I a think, I think candidate it, was like, you know what? You've made some great points. You've changed my mind today. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think I'm going to vote for you. Yeah, and as Crystal and Robbie often said, I don't know it not to be true.
I don't know it not to be true. That's the I, only thing I could come up with for the top continuing to spin is like, I don't know that it fell because they don't show it falling. So I don't I know say, it not to be true. I would say that if a, I would say that if a political candidate came out and said that they were wrong, they actually might get more votes. My one of my children is joining the podcast now. Did you watch Inception last night, RJ? What? Did, Did you, you watch, watch Inception? No. He wouldn't understand it. <laughs> he might. He might get it. Well, maybe he would. That's his homework for tonight. Make him maybe watch. I... Make him watch Inception, and then if he yeah. says that the top does stop spinning, then we got to go with it. If either of my kids watch Inception, they probably would never go to sleep again. <laughs> you, I don't. You think that's scary? Just the idea that you get trapped in a dream forever. Oh yeah, that might mess them up a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it would. It would. Well, I think that that's all we have. I yeah, this was a rough one for me, in which I argued against myself and lost. And <laughs> we're gonna send this to our listeners. I should I even put up a poll? Should I put up? A yeah, poll? no, you need. Yes, you need to put up a poll. All right, I'll put up a poll, and we'll see if anybody out of pity says that the top kept spinning. Follow and us on Instagram at mindchangers underscore great debaters. Was your mind changed tonight uh, like crystals? DM us on Instagram. And join us next time for another lively discussion. I was looking for the stop record button. I forgot. That's the second time I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh.